yes, yes. Welcome to Conversations of the Heart. It is your boy T Till. Um, we are gonna be joined by, of course, the legendary um, Joel. Um, you know, we will be getting into life insurance today. Shout out to Father Knows Best. Yeah. So, you know, see my brothers right here. Yes, sir. What up? What up? What's going on, big boy? What's up? What's up, heavy? Got my collar on today. I mean, you're doing better than me, brother. You know what I'm saying? No, you got you got gear. What are you talking about? You got straight up gear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you got you got your own like you got you got your own swag. You got your own. Nah, swag. man. Nah, I'm out here just 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 trying to be like you, bro. Trying to get my money right, bro. <laughs> yeah, right, man. Like you can see you can see the bags under my eyes. You see where this is going. Yo, listen, bro. We in the same boat, man. Uh, yesterday on my live, somebody said, "Yo, man, his bags are crazy." I was like, "Hey, man." I've had these since birth, bro, so it, it yeah, is yeah. what it is, baby. <laughs> I didn't know what that was about, but, you know, but listen, we in the same boat. Uh, shout out to Lenny in, in the building, man. Um, so today, first, I just want to um, congratulate you on, on what you've been doing. Um, it's been amazing. At Debt Free Joel, man, you've been putting out that, um, that really good sound advice, man. Uh, no filter, as yeah. only you could. Um, but, but people have been blessed by it. People have been, you know, hitting me up after our lives of our money management series that we've been doing. Um, and, uh, really been telling me how much you've been very impactful, right. Um, in their lives and just shifting, uh, how they think about money, you know, and what they think about money and, and even just stuff that they didn't even know, man. So, um, you certainly have taken this and you have taken off, brother. So I just wanted to just say, man, salute to you, man, and congratulations on all of what you're doing, man. Definitely. It's been awesome to see too, bro. Hey, man, I, I, like I said, I will always blame you for this. This is, you started this crap. So this is why <laughs> um, I'm tired. So leave me alone. Nah, man. <laughs> Talked about it a bunch of times, man. The whole point of it is, yeah. to, is to give the game away for free to help people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the the response has been good. It, it feels like a second job. We were just talking about it. It feels like a second job. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as it's helping people, that's all I care about. Yeah, I think people don't really, they don't understand just like um, the work it takes. They just think that we just come on and just do this. Yeah. But there's a lot of work that goes involved, especially before and after yes. um, the process, especially after um, yeah. and making this thing go, man. So definitely, bro. So the elephant in the room is life insurance. Um, you know, many people, you know, don't want to talk about it, don't like it, don't like the agents. Um, so, but just to be clear, you are not a life insurance agent. So, so everybody be clear. Right. Um, and, and, and some people don't like the agents and truthfully, rightfully so. Um, there are, there are a lot of shady, shady things that are going on out there when it comes to life insurance, man. But, um, it makes you have uncomfortable conversations um, and sometimes too late, you know, or, you know, when you could be having these conversations when you're 20 and 30, it's not so uncomfortable, 
right? But now if you're latter in, in the latter years of your life and you've had some ailments um, yeah. already, those conversations can get pretty uncomfortable and you don't really want to face those type of conversations, man. So, um, so why not bring it here, you know, um, and have the conversation for ev everybody else. Um, yeah. So, man, so let's start bare, bare bones, man. Um, let's just say I, I'm 20 years old. You know, somebody told me, hey, T, you, you should get life insurance, man. Um, it's, it's good for you. It's good for you to have. Um, yeah. But what if I don't know anything about it. My, uh, my job is giving me life insurance, you know. Um, I'm cool with that, you know. Um, but somebody tells me, no, I need to get my own policy. Um, yeah. Bare bones, man, like, what does that look like? So, I mean, you got to take a step back, right? You mentioned something important, which is why people hate having this conversation, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the subject mm -hmm. in the world is math, so this involves math. And the prior <laughs> hated thing to talk about is death, because we all know it's coming. Yep. So you combine both of those two, and you want to have a conversation about me sp spilling money for something I'm never going to see, because, because by the time the life insurance is paid out, I'm already gone. Right. So it, it's, you know, what do you tell someone who's 20 years old who just came out of school living a yellow life? You want to tell him to to buy life insurance? Like, that's insane. Right. We mm -hmm. don't talk about it enough in our communities. Ironically, though, in the black community, there's been studies where black people actually buy life insurance more than any other race. And there's a reason for this. Right. So um, mm -hmm. one of the things I think that people, you know, we talked about before is the net worth gap. Right. So in 2017, mm -hmm. they did a study or 2016, 16 and 17, they did a study about who, you know, and what the net worth gaps are between races. Right. So for whites and Caucasians, their net worth average was one hundred and ninety thousand for black people. It was 19. That's 10 times less than that wow. race. So the way for us to be able to to give our generational wealth to our children has always been through at least our thought process was we can't make enough money during our lives. So we'll give it to us, you know, we'll give it to our children and our dependents via death. Right. Mm -hmm. but think about that concept. Right. I don't, all the money has crossed my hands throughout 80 years of my life. I'm not able to give that to anybody. So I'm going to give it through an insurance policy, which is usually not enough anyway. So if you're yes. If you're pretty young, how do you think ahead 30, 40, 50 years, right? The life expectancy for the majority of people in this country is close to 80 years old. Mm -hmm. If you're 20, bro, think about that. You're going to do that another four times. That's another four times you're going to be living and, you know, duplicating your life. And you're going to sit there and think about death. You're not going to sit there and think about it. But I think that, you know, we need to educate people on what that means and what the different types of policies are. So, for example, mm -hmm. if you see me look down, obviously, you know, I got my notes. But, I know. You, got, you know, you got term life insurance, you have whole life insurance, you have universal life insurance, and you have variable life insurance, right? Long story short, do your own homework and find out what's appropriate for you. That's the other thing that I'll mention throughout this conversation. It doesn't matter which one you buy um, because it matters what's important to you. Right. So there's a lot of discussion about what type of life insurance should people buy? Is it term? Is it universal? Is it whole? And this is where the, the, the um, you know, you have the, the, the people who sell 
the actual life insurance is where they get this bad rap from. Because you have to remember, this is yeah. all commission. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing that we need to do, at least for the, the younger community, is explain to them the life expectancy, right? This is, it's the same way of explaining retirement to somebody who's 20. I just started, I just started working. You don't tell me how to, you know, what I got to mm -hmm. worry about working. I just mm -hmm. became, you tell me I'm dying tomorrow? Like, no one wants to think. <laughs> right, right, of course. You know, but that's the first thing. We got to educate people on how long the life expectancy is, especially for black people, especially for people of color, so that they can understand this is not just only one way of passing down wealth to other generations because we have such a severe net worth gap. Mm. Dope. And that's and, and that's super and that's super um informative, man. Uh because I think for us as a community, like we we definitely should start thinking about these things early. But it's just tr trying to convey this message to um the like the youth, right? Because like you said, that's sixty years, right? It's like twenty and, th and then we're gonna tack on another sixty years. It's like why should I be so invested? Um and something that's not going to happen for another 60 years when I can just be out here right now, let's just say living my best life for 10 more years. And then right. maybe I'll think about it when I'm 30. Right. Mm -hmm. But what would be the benefits of them actually participating in their twenties? Right. I mean, it's cheaper, right? The earlier, <laughs> better, right? That's the yep. whole point. It's cheaper to, the, to get a policy when you're younger than it is to do it when you're later. Um, now, like I said, there's four different types. There's variable types of insurance, but the four major ones I just named. Um, you know, if you're you're relatively young, you're single, you're living your best life. Probably term life insurance makes the most sense for you, because it's it's you know it's a it's a minimal amount of time that you agreed that if something happens to you during that time period, you know your beneficiaries will be paid out. Versus if you're you know married with a kid in a house. You got a lot more things to worry about now. Now you got dependents on you. Now you got debt. You got all these different types of things that are coming into play now. So mm -hmm. I think that's the first thing. You got to start early. And I think it's contingent too. So there's, there's two trains of thought here. Um, so you have like the Dave Ramsey type of mentality, right? Which is all these insurance agents are full of shit anyway. Don't listen to them. All you got to do is buy term life insurance and become debt free and you'll be fine. Right. That's one lane that he's been running down for years. Mm -hmm. um, then you have another lane of people who say, all right, you need life insurance. We don't know which one is the most appropriate for you. You need to figure out that yourself. But it needs mm -hmm. to you think so. Dave Chilton, I think I have a book somewhere around here. But Dave Chilton, um, who wrote the book, The Wealthy Barber. He broke it down in there, like how you necessarily should think about insurance. Right. So. It should be enough to pay off all of your debt, right? has to be enough to pay off all your debt. has to be enough to um, pay off any lump sums that you may have. So think about your kids, right? If you have kids and you got to pay for their school, right? It yeah. should be able to pay for that off as well. It should be able to keep up with inflation, right? And it should be able to give you structured payments. Now, what that number is, you need to figure out. So the rule of thumb has been sometimes 10 to 12 times your annual income. Now, mm -hmm. I, this is where I love to bring up this example. One of the things that me and my best friend, Sean, when we were younger, always talked about was crossing that 100 grand threshold, right? That's right, when yeah. all younger was like, yo, I want to make money. Yeah. I want to make 100 grand, right? Little did we know right. that 100 grand means nothing. Right. But <laughs> across the 100 grand threshold, well, 10 to mm -hmm. times 
or tell 12 times your your gross annual income of 100 grand mm -hmm. is a million dollars that means you need close to a million dollars in life insurance to be able to pay out for your dependents like people don't think you know depending on that if you you know take that train of thought five right. to ten times 500 grand to a million dollar payout on your head that people don't really think about, you know, from a planning mm -hmm. perspective. If you got to pay, think of if you live in Queens, the house is four hundred grand. College is a hundred grand. That's five hundred right there, mm -hmm. right? Plus, you got your wife. She's used to your payments every week, every month. So you have to be able to keep up with her payments to be able to sustain your wife, and you got to be able to keep up with inflation. So. Wow breaking it down like that to people and you start showing them like you can't just think now you got to start thinking ahead that's where i think we can probably have a bigger impact mm -hmm. shout out to team mac in the building i know he's already set up and prepared for everything in life right now he's good um, it's birthday recently too man Happy birthday. <laughs> so um yeah all right so dope so let's just say um you're 35 or between 35 and 40. So now you're at the halfway point, right? Yeah. Um, now these conversations start to get a little bit more, I think, real, right? Um, because now by the time you're 35 or 40, you've had probably somebody close close to you, you know, pass away. Um, somebody close to you might, might have been sick. Hell, you might have been sick yourself, right? Or somebody in your family got sick at 40 and you're looking yeah. at yourself like, oh, man, like, yep. wow, like, we're getting to that point of we're getting to that age, man. Um, So for somebody, and there's a lot of people out there that have been through their 20s, no additional life insurance. They've been with each company, they get life insurance, but whether yep. they stay with one or they jump ship, they yep. have their life insurance. Yep. Um, So people think that that's all that they would need to be covered. And until you find out that that's hor horrifically false, right? Sure. Um, so what would you say to somebody who's 35 or 40 years old that has that mentality, that especially with that employer mentality, that, oh, I, I already have it through my employer, I'm 100% okay. Yeah, what, I mean, and what would you tell them? So there's a few things, right? Um, first, you got to understand what your employer has, right? It's group mm -hmm. life insurance. That's what your employer yep. has. Employer has group life insurance. That's why the premium that goes out of your check every every month is pretty low, right? Because they're able to buy it for everybody at the same time. The problem is they never consulted you when they bought your insurance, did they? They just randomly showed up on your check one day. So mm -hmm. how do you know that your your employer's life insurance is enough for your needs? Right. right. First problem, right? So let's say let's say for example, we just talked about it a couple minutes ago. What happens? Mm -hmm. for if you have life insurance and based on your needs and wants, you need about 600 grand for life insurance, but your job mm -hmm. offers a buck 50, that's 450,000. You short. I don't know. Right. About Very short. Hey, you go to your wife and tell her like, yo, I'm sorry, but I got to go and you, you out 450 racks. It's not a good what funeral. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's the first thing is you don't know if the amount that your job has is specifically, designed for you to be able right. to sustain those payments. That's number one. Number two, when you leave your job, you do not take it with you, right? The average person does not stay at their job. This isn't GE like it was back in the 1960s. Back in the day. Mm -hmm. 
you come out of college, you start one job, you're there for 40 years, they give you the watch and you leave. It don't work that way no more. Everybody's right. jumping from job to job. Well, guess what? If you jump from job A to job B to job C, you're not necessarily keeping up with those um, life insurance payments. And let's right. say, for example, you have a job that doesn't offer you life insurance. Hmm. Right? So if you're 30-something years old and you think that your job life insurance is enough, the first thing I'm going to tell you is I don't know if it's enough, but if I was a betting man, I'm saying hell no. It's not right? enough. And the second thing you need to do is at least inquire about it, find out what the policy is, find out what the claim is, and then you meet with somebody to determine whether you should be able to get life insurance for yourself as an additional amount. Um, normally through your job it's cheaper, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's always cheaper. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I think these are things that you have to understand. And the other thing is... It, we have to make a better time to really understand. Like you, you hit the nail on the head. There was a moment in our life where we all realized this shit was real. Yep. We all realized it. You see, I didn't, I didn't reach it until I was older. You know, some mm -hmm. people have to experience it at five, six years old, seven years old. So they've, they've right. seen, they've, they've, they've right. watched, right? Mm -hmm. We see it like that until college, right? Mm -hmm. We are speaking to become an adult, that's when people start dropping like flies because I had an older generation. And you start realizing they don't have that, you know, people start wondering how they're going to pay for the funeral. Are they able to pay off the house? Are they able to pay off the mortgage? You see yes. going, they're crying a little bit more than, than just the, you know, it's uh -huh. the everything. And I've also seen mm -hmm. situations where someone dies and it's, you know, we, we went to our homegirls, um, I don't want to, you know, Destiny's funeral. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit killed me. But Yo, watching, she's, our, she's our age. She was our age when she left. Whew. That was a tough one. Her mom looked us right in the face and said, don't worry about it. We got it all covered. You see, like that gave mm -hmm. me planned ahead. They understood what they were dealing with. So right. that's what I tell with somebody. is like, at the end of the day, you're not here forever, man. And if you got people who are dependent on you, you need to do the responsible thing. Now, whether it's what type of insurance it is, you need to figure that out. But you need to mm -hmm. at least understand, don't, you can't run away from the conversation. Right. And so then it becomes a point of, um, like, who do you go to? Because there's so many, um, there's so yeah. many organizations, there's so many companies um, who prey on, you know, uh, people, especially when it comes to life insurance. I always say try to get somebody that you're close to that if they can recommend somebody that they trust, somebody that you know, you know what I'm saying, it's not yes. going to get taken, somebody that you know that you trust and say, hey, do you have anybody that you recommend because I'm interested in getting life insurance, um, somebody that, you know, is reputable in that respect. Um, because they have different, uh, man, like, and sometimes when I was younger, they used to call me for jobs, you know, just like, I, I didn't even have any type of experience and they were just like, Oh yeah, you know, just yeah. come on down. All you gotta do is just give just give us ten ten people, your friends and family, um, and uh we can get you started on a career here. And I'm just like, nah, nah, this don't even sound re remotely cool. Like, you know, um so there's a lot of different people out there who um aren't doing the right things, especially with life insurance, very snaky. It's, it's almost like car sales, you know what I'm saying, a little bit. Um, now, they've gotten better a little bit down, down, through, down through, through the years, but life insurance can't shake the stigma. Yeah. Um, 
So I would say, I, I mean, like, would you agree with that? Like, would you say maybe, maybe just go by referral um, with somebody that, that you trust? Yeah. Um, yeah? Yeah, so I mean, the first thing I would say, you go with somebody you trust, right? Yeah, Prime America. Yeah, she got it. Prime, <laughs> Prime America. And, and, and there's a couple other ones too, but yeah, Prime America is crazy. Right, so, but if you, but if you think about it, you, you, the, the first thing that you do is you go to somebody you know and say, hey, how did you do it? Yeah. Life in general, right? Like, the first time you said, yeah, I'm going to get, like, you know, I'm going to go buy this watch, I'm going to go buy this chain, I'm going to go whatever, whatever. You usually, like, watch someone do it first before you just randomly, like, did it. First time you ever ordered a drink was probably the same drink that your cousins or yep. people did, right? Like, like you mm -hmm. always depend on people you trust first before you do something. Well, here's the mm -hmm. thing. What if they're wrong? True. Just because they bought the insurance doesn't mean they bought the right one. Mm -hmm. Right? Remember we talked about in the beginning, math is yep. hated subjects and finance is one of the things that people are fear. People fear money. So not only mm -hmm. do you start with a referral, I agree with you, but educate yourself. Right. Read. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. read the articles. Read the, like, take a couple of hours and actually read about it so you know what to talk about. Right? So now that mm -hmm. if they try to run game on you, you understand that, you know, variable life insurance is probably the one that they're going to make the most commission on. So if, they, if they're pitching that to you first, you, see you need to get radar up, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the way it is. You need to, to educate yourself before you start picking and choosing. I think referrals are important if you don't have the time, but I think you should always make time when it comes to your money. Dope. Um, so now there's more than one way, you know, to use your policies. I mean, I think I'm correct. On, on that um there's an investment side to it an investment piece to it um mm -hmm. you know ways to to grow your money is that correct yeah so what they call that is a cash value mm -hmm. so um going back to this whole like dave ramsey type of thinking he says you know turn life insurance that's the only way you're gonna go forget everything else right him and i think Susie orman also says the same thing Mm -hmm. With those insurance policies, there is no cash balance or there is no, no cash value. A cash value is basically a savings component of your life insurance, which means you're paying a premium and part of your premium goes to the savings account. Now, mm -hmm. here's where it gets a little tricky. And I'm, I can honestly tell you for certain people, they take this seriously. <laughs> so I need to yeah. like end up when I say this correctly. The cash component that you save on a month-to-month -month basis, you're paying into it, right? It's your mm -hmm. money. Here's the problem. You don't have access to the money as easily as you think, right? So when you go to mm -hmm. your savings account, whether it be at Ally, Citibank, JP Morgan, doesn't make a difference, you can go and take your money. Well, the problem is with a cash value, you can't just go take your money. You got to borrow against your own money. Mm -hmm. Sense, right? So that's the first thing. You got to borrow against your own money. You don't pay yourself interest like you do with your 401k. Right. You pay them the interest, not yourself. So you're basically, you're basically paying them money so you can take your own money and use it. The second thing is the cash value is not normally, and this is like for um, like regular whole life insurance, for example. The interest rate that's fixed, right? Your premiums are fixed. Your interest rate is fixed. The interest rate is like 1%. Right. It's it's it, mm -hmm. compared to, um, you know, the investments you can earn in, in the market or whatever. You can make a lot mm -hmm. more money a different yep. way. It's, it's not to keep up with inflation. Right. So that was part mm -hmm. of the argument. 
this was probably a really good idea back in maybe 30, 40 years ago, right? Your parents, right. if you would ask mom right now, she would remember having interest rates where you can get five, 6% on your savings accounts, right? Oof, yeah, man. Right? So that now you, when you start going into variable um, or universal, there could be an equity component to it, which is, you know, you can, you can um, put your, that cash value can go into the market now. Well, it's all good when the market rises, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It sucks when you lose yep. money, right? right? So I had a client come to me straight to my face and said, you know, he got life insurance. He said, yeah, you know, you got to always go with whole life insurance. I'm always going to tell everybody to get a whole life insurance. Based on what? Because it has a cash value, but you don't have access to it. Right. What's the rate that they earn? And, and the, the other thing, and not to get too, like, in the weeds with this, but the cash value return that they tell you is is what they call an internal rate of return. It's a money weighted return. It's not like a it's not like a regular rate of return that you're right. gonna well if they say you're gonna earn three five percent on your money and I can compound it seven percent in the market slowly but surely then why am I gonna like why do I need a savings component if I can save already? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah Anybody who does it, feel free to do it. I'm just saying, do you need a savings component if you're already saving every month? Right. And you have access to your money. Mm -hmm. and I'll leave you with this. So the last thing with it is that with a cash value, the cash value is what you can get back if you ended the policy. Mm -hmm. So let's say you've been paying for 20 years. It's like, ah, oh, screw it. I don't need it no more. I can completely um, cash out. Well, I don't cash out the whole policy. I got to pay fees. I got to pay whatever. So whatever the savings account that comes back to me isn't the whole amount anyway. And I could right. hold in that for years. So that's where you can use it. There's some people who can make cake off of it. Don't, you know, don't listen to me, man. If you know what the hell you're doing, do it. I'm just saying for the majority of people, make sure you read up on these things. Because the ones that with mm -hmm. the value, those are the ones that mm -hmm. the are made more for off of uh, from insurance agents. Right. Um, are there, um, I heard this, um, are there like tax implications or tax breaks that you would get from life insurance, from having life insurance or certain policies? Yeah. Don't quote me, but I do believe a life insurance is not taxed when you die. Mm -hmm. Right. In fact, I'm almost positive because I had to go through that. So yeah. I don't think there's a tax implications. And that's one of the reasons, like, if you think about there's two definite things in life, right? Taxes and death. Mm -hmm. Right. So one of the things that they always tell you is that if you can find a way to, to not pay taxes or to pay the minimum amount of taxes, you're able to keep your income. When you die with a life insurance policy, it's not necessarily taxing goes to your, your dependents tax-free. Um, right. Other ways to like borrow against it and all this kind of stuff. But um, the one thing I am for sure, I think, is that when you die, it's not necessarily taxed. That would suck. Mm. Right? That would suck. That would suck. And I'm almost positive now that I'm thinking it's not, it's not taxed. Good. Um, so when it comes to having these conversations, right? Um, so I know, you know, some of our parents, you know, that, that, that were blessed enough to have, the, you know, life insurance policies, you know, they're, um, you know, made out well. And if, you know, something happened, they were okay. Yeah. Things like that. But, you know, you brought it back to what you said before, where, you know, sometimes the family has to kind of carry the burden of, burying you know um and, and taking the financial hits of a fam you know of their elders who did not have 
um, I guess, their priorities in order, right? Um, so how do we start having these conversations with elders? I think um, because when you're younger, like you're more receptive to change, you're more receptive to kind of talking about these things because maybe, you know, that hasn't affected you or hasn't touched your family and you're just open to having this type of conversation and it's okay, you know, yeah. or, you know, like me and you, like we've seen this already. So we've kind of know what it looks like so we can have this conversation with no problem. But sometimes, you know, for that specific generation uh, of people, they don't want to have this conversation. And the yeah. only people that it, it hurts, you know, is the ones that they leave behind, you know, um, and trying to pay for our funerals, which um, are very expensive. Um, and then amongst other things that, that, that has to get paid for um, after the person is gone, right? So how do we start having these, of these conversations with that generation of people? Slowly but surely, right? Especially if they're Caribbean. Jesus Christ. Like, it's going to take them. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, and you can say that because you're Caribbean, so it's cool. <laughs> so, like, in our, our community in particular, in the black yeah, community, yeah. it we get more stubborn as we get older. It just is what it is. And remember, there's a there's an emotional component because no one likes to talk about death. There's a mathematical component which everybody hates, and there's a financial component which which you fear, right? When you pay life insurance, you have to cut a check every month for something you're never going to see, right? So having these types of conversations with an older generation is is nerve wracking. Because they mm -hmm. got to cut a check. They don't like talking about it. And now they're probably thinking you're waiting for them to die so you can get some money. Right? Yo, like, it's, yes. it's a bugged out conversation. But what I do in those instances is like, you ask around. Like, you slowly but surely have the conversation. Like, do you remember when such and such died? Do you remember what that, that family went through? Do you remember when, like, I remember also, when you have that conversation, if you if you saved up appropriately, if your estate was 100% fully funded, if you retired a millionaire, right, if you got millions in the bank and you're comfortable, your 401k is like, you know, in the seven digits, life insurance is not going to be that big of a deal for you because you, your estate mm -hmm. can handle all of this. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you have nothing? Now you feel like a failure. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you got to be very careful having that conversation. And you can't say it's for them. You can't, it, right? It's not for them. They're gone it's already. It's got nothing to do with them. But what you got to be able to explain to folks is like, look, man, you got to, like, we love you, but we got to make sure we also take care of ourselves if something happens to you. And you know when that mm -hmm. conversation comes up? After someone dies. Mm -hmm. After someone so, dies. You got to strike while the iron is hot. You know, like, you got to pick your spots. It's like, once, yes. Like, once you see this opportunity, and it's not to say that it's an opportunity like that, but it's just once the situation happens and you see what it does to a particular family, that's your opportunity to, to, to say, hey, hey, that, see that right there? We don't want that to be you. We don't want that to be, uh, like, us. You yeah. know, because, um, oh, you can just keep it 100. Like, I don't want that to be me. I, I don't want to deal with it. No, no disrespect, but I want things to be in order so that it doesn't fall on the kids, right? 
because what if, you know, they have kids, you know what I'm saying? They already have a bunch of responsibilities. It's like you said, because they're going to be in, in the age of raising kids, which are expensive, probably have a mortgage, right? Working, car notes, stuff like that, household bills. Now to add the the stress of, oh man, now I have to take thousands of dollars, find some dollars and dollars that I may not have, you know, to pay for this funeral or to pay for these medical expenses, you know, things like that. Because after you die or in, in, and if you go through a traumatic experience, where does those medical expenses fall? Exactly. I mean, right? think about this, right? I mean, think about this. Like, for, for the majority of people at that moment, right, you lose a loved one. Me and you, we've been through this already, right? Mm -hmm. The last thing you want on your mind is I had to wipe out my savings account to put someone in a ground. Fuck out of here. Like, that's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. You lose income. You, you, you remember the funerals are expensive, all these types of things. I hate Everything. to be more that type of shit, but it's just the truth, right? Mm -hmm. So, Dave, you got to have these conversations, especially with an older generation that's seen people. They bury people. They understand what this is, especially in mm -hmm. our community as well. Uh -huh. Right, that community where, like I said, the net worth that we have as a culture is ten times less than you know our white counterparts. Right, right. The thing I would say too is, don't just depend on life insurance. Right, right? that ain't it. Right, that that's like that's. I'll tell. I'll, I'll argue that to the day I die. Life insurance is not it. It's a supplement. Right, uh -huh. like you. I think your life yesterday. You was like, yo, I I live by vitamins. Yeah, but you, the vitamins aren't the only thing that you eat. Nah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. It's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's it's mm -hmm. on top of, right? Right. So you got your savings. That means you got to be, you know, try to be as close to debt free as possible. You keep your expenses low. You got your four hundred one k, and then you got your life insurance. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't just have the life insurance. That shit ain't gonna work. That's not. See, that's not. That's true, and that's. I think that conversation is for when you're talking to people like us and younger. See, but here's the thing. When you're talking to elders, oh, you weren't around like at that particular time to tell them that type of stuff. They may not have all of those things that you particularly said, right? Um, yeah. So that's why the brunt always falls on the children, right? Um, or it falls on the partner, which doesn't have anything either, which yeah. still falls on the children, right? Um yeah. And it's like you said, it, it creates this this domino effect, right, of of now we have to take on, or the children have to take on these responsibilities, right, that they shouldn't have to, and take out thousands of dollars that they could use for their children, or for themselves, or for the roof that needs fixing, right? Or even just to say, hey, I want to go on a vacation, or whatever it is, or put money into the market, this and that, or whatever the case is, right? And like you said, it's 10 times less than our counterparts. 10 times less than our counterparts. So now we're taking thousands of dollars that we shouldn't, right, um, to do that. And that's, and, and, and that's something that I think is super, super, um, super important. Um, and I don't think that these type of conversations really happen like that. Um, nah. Because if they did, because this, like, like, this is a part of money management that, that it's like the least talked about. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, 
you know, we have the savings talk, we have the bank account talk, we, oh, oh, we have the the um, stock market, the investment talks, and you know, and all those things, which which is necessary with our four hundred one k and savings and things like that. But this piece, like, is so important. It's not like oh my god, like big, but like it's big enough to where it could affect or cripple your family, though. Yes. Like, and. I don't mean to say that like facetiously, but like when I say cripple, I mean it could really cause a lot of problems within the family, especially if there's a bunch of brothers and sisters who don't have the money to pay for this particular funeral or who don't have the money to pay for all of those uh, medical costs from the hospital. Because where are they going? You got it. You got it. Think about Think like, about we had. We just went through a pandemic. Yeah. Everybody who's watching this right now will know someone who probably passed away from it. Right. Think about that. Mm -hmm. We all felt that pain this year. Everybody knows somebody of somebody who felt that pain, right? Cousins, yeah. family, friends, fathers, whatever. Someone felt that, right? And think mm -hmm. about it. Felt it. If you ask that person in January how their life was living, they say everything's cool. Fucking March and April came through. They're not there no more. So you can't even bury these people on the ground without having a mask and gloves on. You got to have a small funeral and it's probably no life insurance at all to cover these things. Thanks. This is, this is the mentality we have. Like I said, I've been at funerals where people are shaking because it's not just they lost the person. They lost the financial support. What happens if you lose the breadwinner? That's what I'm saying. Right? That's what I'm like, saying. It's it's that could be earth shattering. Now you got to take the kid out of school and tell him get a job. Mm -hmm. Now he's at Mickey D's trying to do the best he can. And now he's set up for the rest of his life behind the eight ball because he's not able to take on. He has to work. Right. He has to become an adult. That's the That's the excuse we give them. And that's specifically because we were never prepared for that. It's when you think about life insurance, that's probably the, the most, you know, it's not selfish. Everything, if you think about life, right? I want to be financially independent. I want to invest. I want to have a 401k. I want to be debt free. I, 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 I. A life insurance mm -hmm. policy got nothing to do with you. No. Nope. Nothing, bro. You're paying money for people that you will never, ever know how they, how they work this out after you leave. Mm hmm. It's real. And, man. yeah, and, and, and it's, it's something that, it's like you said, it's very, very, I'm not going to say selfish, it's because, but we are thinking about what it is that we can do for ourselves, right? And so um, car insurance is for us. Home insurance is for us, right? Everything is really for us except for life insurance, you know what I'm saying? But if you think about it, if you think about somebody besides yourself, then this is something that would be important to you because if if you say, I love my husband, I love my wife, you know, you You'll give them the world. You'll do whatever it is that it takes to make them happy. Well, a part of it is that if, if God forbid you pass away, a part of it is, hey, I don't want to have to pay or they should not have to take the brunt of you passing away. And if and if you think the funeral expenses are high, you know, if they had like surgeries and hospital and if they were laid up in the hospital and if they got um 
like the homes and stuff like that 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 they're laying up in, if they got outstanding medical bills, the funeral is gonna be the least okay. of your problems. Yep. And that's when stuff gets really, really real. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I've seen those medical bills, and I've and and the medications and things that they owe, and it's like they owe, yeah. and the hospitals are gonna get their money from from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And of course, you have to do your research because there are loopholes with with medical bills and certain things, but you got to do your research and appeals and certain things that you can do with medical bills. But if you don't know that you can appeal certain things, then you're just going to take the whole brunt. So do your research on appealing a lot of these medical bills. Um, but let's just say worst case scenario, if this person has a solid, solid, um, you know, life insurance policy, um, it could take the weight off of the family, um, like, tremendously. Even if they got to pay a little bit of something, it's so much better than paying the whole low for the funeral and those medical um, expenses, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, Man. if you think about it, like, it's just, it's a selfish, it's a selfless act. It's, it's, you mentioned it earlier. Look at what's happening in Oregon, right? And looks in California. Like, I have friends. I can, like, my coworkers, I consider, like, a lot of them are friends of mine. They left their house. They came back. The shit's not there no more. Right? It's just not there. The whole neighborhood's burned down. Now, they wow. may have to be able to pay that off, but they're able to see the benefit of them paying insurance. If you get in your car right now and wrap your shit around a pole, right? If you're able to walk away from it scot-free, you can see the benefit of your insurance because you paid mm-hmm. the insurance and you can get it fixed. But when you die, as far as, 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 far as we know, you don't see shit. Like, you don't see what mm-hmm. just happened, right? All you know, and that, right. that's part of what you're thinking about at that moment, right? right? So you're thinking about other people than yourself. You're, you're thinking about what you can leave to other people. But like I said, it cannot be the only thing. It is a supplement. Right. Right. But it's mm-hmm. enough that you have to have the conversation where you can say that. So I'll, another one I want to bring up to people Um so make sure we got time. So um, the other thing consider, right? Let's say, for example, um, you have, you're going into an, uh, an investment with somebody for real estate. We brought this up yesterday, right? So let's say me and you decide we want to go buy a house because we want to mm-hmm. flip, right? Well, what yes. you put me up, I put money up. This is our house, right? We work in it. But what about if you get murked? If something happens to you, Right? I got to have life insurance on you. You got to have life insurance on me so that if something were to happen to us, we don't have to get our families involved to figure out how to pay Terrence out because Joel did something stupid earlier, right? Wow. In terms of, so like, you also got to think about it from your investments. It's called key man insurance, right? And it's basically saying that if me and you from a business relationship entered into a partnership, I have life insurance on you. So if something happens to you, I can exit out of our investment. Right, because I'm going to be too busy mourning at your funeral. I don't want to sit there and think about how we're going to get out of this investment. That's way too much stress. You talk like yeah. one thing all the time is mental health. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Right. So what does that do? It destroys it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the other thing is like 
for people who want to get in, into investments with people, whether it be opening a business, buying houses, mm-hmm. Bitcoin, whatever y'all want to do. Just remember, if you enter into a partnership with somebody and you got heavy money up there, mm-hmm. you may need to have key man um, insurance, which is best, basically life insurance. Life insurance right. is the most valuable partner because if that guy goes, shit happens. Yep. So M. Savage 360 said, our people just need the education um, and conditioning on generational wealth uh, and legacy. I I am guilty. Well, I think I think we you know I don't think it's about you know you know guilty or not guilty. I I, I think that we've all at some point have have been, um, you know, I guess guilty. I guess of 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 being you know not ed- educated. Um, you know, but I think the point is you know now that we're getting this information, now that we're having these conversations openly and honestly. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and being unfiltered, I think that, you know, now we can not take this information and pass it on to, um, our people. I think now that to me, um, is what's important be- because if you don't have the information, you don't have the information, you can't do anything with something that you don't have. Yeah. But now that we're getting this information, I think now it's, it's so important that we actually, take it to our people, you know, and spread the word and say, hey, listen, man, we need to really get ed- educated on these types of, of, of topics. You, you know what I'm saying? Because that's when I say that we're guilty is when we take the information and keep it to ourselves. Yeah. That's when I'll say Terrence is not doing the right thing. Joel's not doing the right thing because we're just keeping it to ourselves, you know, which a lot of people do, you know, they have information, and, and they say, no, nah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell pe- people about this, you know, um, because then, you know, I'm going to just keep it to myself, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and be successful that way. And for you and for your family. But as a people, we we need to educate ourselves because it's like you said, we're 10 times, we're already behind, you know, 10 times the wealth gap, right? Like we're already behind. So we need to help each other out. You know what I'm I saying? Think- that's part of the issue, right? The part of the issue is that we as a people, when it comes to generational wealth, suffer from two major things. Number one is the ignorance about it, right? Mm-hmm. We suffer the ability, and I don't mean ignorant in a bad way, it's just that we right. just don't have information, right? right? But that doesn't mean that you can't go acquire it, right? To once be ignorant is not the problem. To stay ignorant is the problem, right? right. Like, you can always make a change. Like, you can always mentally change your perspective, whether it be on life insurance, on debt, on money, on investments. You can change your perception today. What irks me is what you just mentioned, right? Where people know the game and they don't give it away, right? And it's what's equally important, though, and this is for everybody listening, what's equally important, though, is not, it's not up to Terrence or Joel to give away the game all day long. If you want the game, the game is there. It's behind me, <laughs> right? The books. It's the, the, people write these things all mm-hmm. the time. There, there are people who have given up their lives to give the information away. Mm-hmm. And it's just that people, and it's accessible for 1995, right? I feel like a salesman. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for the people. But people <laughs> don't, they don't make time for it. You make time to research looking for a car. You make time to research looking for a house. You make time to research looking for new cable. You make time for the draft picks that we're all going through right now because of football, but you make no time 
to study generational wealth. Mm-hmm. You take no time to study how to make yourself more valuable. You study no time to make yourself understand what mental health is about. And then you wonder mm-hmm. why you're mm-hmm. in the position you're in. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Brian, Brian, add to this. Shout, shout, shout out to you two brothers. Yo, man. Shout, shout out to you, to, to you King. Um, so, and she said, I really started educating myself this year. Well, look, congratulations. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Congra- congratulations. Um, because it doesn't matter what you didn't do before. It matters what you're doing right now. It, it, and so, you know, don't, don't feel away because you didn't know before. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just continue e- educating yourself. And then once you learn, just be sure to pass it down to somebody else, man, because that's, that's the stuff that's so important, man. Um, each one got to teach one. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny. It's just what you said about, um, people take time for, for what they want. Be like these books, 1995, they got ebooks out there for $10. Like it's even cheaper. Right. And it's like, we, we race money. I'm not saying no racing, but you know, on Starbucks, you know what I'm saying? Food, you know, $20 salads. You should have a salad. I'm not saying you should eat, eat, eat healthy, but I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? We put money where we want to put money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you want to learn about generational wealth, why not pick up something for $10 that could probably make you 100000 or more? You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, I, I mean, that, I mean that's, that's my mentality. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, is we make time for what we want. We spend on what we want. We invest in, in, in what we want. We'll stand online for, for $200 Jordans, you know what I'm saying, but won't pay to have a book shipped to us to learn about generational wealth. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm not preaching to nobody, you know what I'm saying? That's not why I'm here, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I do want to say that if you want to get the Jordans, get the Jordans. But on the way home, pick up a book on generational wealth so maybe you can find out how to own a steel company. Yeah. and That's and- all I'm saying. And don't just use the tagline for generational wealth. Understand what it right. is. I like. I like. Mm-hmm. I hear people like one of the one of the things that I absolutely hate. I hate this expression. I don't know why. I feel very bad if I offend people, but I hate the expression "get to the bag." I hate that. Because <laughs> what do you mean? What does it mean? Get to the bag. What does it mean? Get to the. What, what do you mean by that? Because the bag mm-hmm. don't mean shit to you if you can't keep it. Mm-hmm. Right. And people say, I, only, I need to build generational wealth. And then you go outside and do some stupid shit with your money. I don't care about all that. Right? Mm-hmm. I care about whether or not you make it a study. Right? If you think mm-hmm. about every major profession that's worth anything in this world. Right? You, to be a doctor, you got to study. To be a lawyer, you got to study. To be a teacher, you got to study. To be a garbage man, you have to go to school. Yet... For some reason, mm-hmm. when it comes to our money, you don't have patience to listen to a 10-minute video. You don't mm-hmm. have patience to read a book. You don't have patience. You just need to know it now. It, that's what I've been experiencing with this whole thing, is that a lot of mm-hmm. people, they have no patience. They just want to know mm-hmm. how to do it, do it as quickly as possible. But they'll spend Very quickly. looking for a car. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it comes to debt right. management, it comes to investing, it comes to getting your expenses low, they'll sit there and they'll just say, nah, I need to know it right now. Like, I don't got time for all this. And then they get mad at you, like, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, Brian Acton said, our, bro- our, our brother Joel, our brother Joel, um, he said, I was never a big book reader, you know what I'm saying? 
at one point in, in my life, but I realized that's where most of the self-education resides. And ever since I picked up the right kind of books, my IQ has skyrocketed. Um, and it's true. Um, um, it's, it, it's so true. There's so much knowledge out there. Um, and even there's books. And even if you don't like to read, there's free YouTube tutorials out there. People, the same people that puts it in the book, they put it on YouTube for free. Like for free, you can. If you don't know how to cook, you can learn how to cook on YouTube. Like if you don't know any, anything about opening a bank account, go to YouTube. If you want to open a business, go to YouTube. If yeah. you want to learn anything, it's all on YouTube as well for free. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the wild thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the like that's. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna harp on that, but I I think um for us. You know, especially, um, oh, wait, she said, I, I really understand why people say YOLO. It really takes time to understand and get your finances in, in, in order. Um, people don't want to. Yeah. Could agree with I that. mean, think about it. It takes, it takes time. It takes time to really learn how to cook. You can go on YouTube and learn a recipe, but you and I both yeah. know you don't know yeah. the first time. Right? It takes Definitely not. Right? You can go on mm -hmm. online and learn how to ride a bike and fall on your face. Right? Yeah. You can, you can learn the gas and the brake pedal. You can learn stick shift and blow your clutch. Right? Anything that's worth anything in this world takes time. That's why I always mm -hmm. recommend because if someone reads, you have to commit time. You have mm -hmm. to. Right? You can listen mm -hmm. to YouTube video on and be running around and listen to it and this, that, and mm -hmm. the third. But reading, you have to sit there. You have to be mm -hmm. quiet and concentrate. Mm -hmm. And that's where your your mind is probably running at the most possible, you know, at the highest possible levels when you're able to concentrate. Whatever it takes to get the information is what you need. But I would recommend to anybody, whether it's life insurance, whether it's debt consolidation, whether it's investing, what do not rush the process. Make sure you understand that it takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes time. And 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 also putting in the work, like, as far as execution goes, you know, I feel that, like, even if you read the books, like, I would say, like, you can go to the doctor, he can tell you, and give you the knowledge, hey, T, yep. you've been eating too yep. much, you've been eating, you must have been eating wild crazy because your cholesterol is, is, is too high. So, I'm going to put you on this diet. And you can go, and he, and, he, and he can give you the exact diet that you need to bring that cholesterol down. But you yeah. have to put it into practice. I don't care what book you read. I don't care what counselor, therapist, financial planner, whoever it is you go to for whatever it is that you got going on in life, you have to execute the plans in place. You have to be yep. able to follow through with what you're being taught and, and what you're being told. That's something yes. that you have to do. Joe, Joel could sit here and talk all day long and give you the game for free, which she has been doing so eloquently since for the last couple months. But if you don't put it into practice, if you just read it and throw it away, it doesn't exactly. make any difference. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You know, so, yeah. so, so it's not just, it's getting the information from the correct source. Yes. It's, it's in taking the information and then it's following through, you know, um, consistently to make it a habit so that your life can change in the way that you want it to change. And not in two months and not like three months. And it's like, if I don't see it, I change and I'm done. 
This yeah. has to be a continuous thing. It's not a it's not a get rich quick scheme. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not. It's not that. You know what I'm saying? Everything that that you want in your life normally takes time. Now, of course, that you you might get a one off where it's like, wow, like this is amazing. But mostly, everything that you want to get out of life and the changes that you want to make within your life takes time yeah. and patience, which a lot of us don't have. We want instant gratification. You know what I'm saying? And I understand that that's that's the era that we're in. You know what I'm saying? But most of most of us only see the end result. We never see the journey of what happened for them to get to that point in their life. Yeah, agree, man. I, I I totally agree. I think one of the things that we just have to make sure is that if if anything that's worth something in this life takes work, right? For you mm -hmm. to get your wife, it took work, <laughs> right? It wasn't, it wasn't just hey, it wasn't a hop, skip, and mm -hmm. jump. It takes time. That's worth anything in life uh -huh. takes time. So you have to be patient. It's not overnight. You know, like I didn't become debt free overnight. It took patience. Uh -huh. It took me sitting in the living room paying off that fucking credit card. Like, damn, I got no bread. Right? But you had to do what you gotta uh -huh. do to, to try that life. Yeah. Uh, I think Brian had a couple of book suggestions that he put up there. Uh Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. And 48 Laws of Power. Okay. Yep. Cool. I got uh, four. See? And that's why you're sitting here with me. Um, so be nice. What to do with my money after emergency savings and debt is paid off? Uh, we got like two minutes, so. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, number one is if, if you have, if your debt is paid off and you got three to six months of your expenses, your part of your income is yours to keep. So a part of your income means that you should be growing your income, whether it's investing. And I also think a part of your income should also go to charity, right? If you mm -hmm. are able to get to a point where you're able to breathe like that, you can make sure you give your money away to those that help maybe a part of your income every month. Um, so I, sort, of, sort of long story short, if you make $1,000, $100 goes to your savings, $100 goes to your investments, $100 goes to charity. Make sure you do that going forward. And that's probably going to be the best thing you could do. Boom, just just and just like that. Listen, uh, we got a couple minutes left um from what I from what I gathered here. So I just want to encourage everybody who's listening um to follow Debt Free Joe. Um he's it's like, you know, I think it's like our slogan now. He's giving this joint away for free. Um yeah. he's giving, you know, <laughs> he's giving the gems away that that he normally gets paid for lots of money this guy, you know, to you know, to um you know, on a regular basis, he gives away for free. You know what I'm saying? Because he wants the community, um, you know, to be better. He wants to empower you guys, you know. Um, you know, he's an inspiration to myself um, as as well. So, you know, he's doing it for he's doing it for us. You know what I'm saying? So I would implore you to follow him. Tell your friends to follow him. You know, especially if, if you think anybody needs this type of knowledge. And it's not just on life insurance. It's about money, savings. Anything like that, follow this brother. He's he he is um the best of the best. Um so you know I mean that that's really you know Serap, you know. So this was money management part four uh series in life insurance. If if you want to look at any of our other um uh, money management series of, of videos, it's in my bio. Um it's it's on my page, man. Check them out, man. So Joe, any, any last words? You got like 30 seconds. 
Save your money. <laughs> Save your money. That's, I mean, hey, hey, listen, you heard the man. Read those books, educate yourself, you know what I'm saying, and follow Debt Free Joel. And that's all appreciate I got, man. Yo, appreciate okay. you, brother, man. Absolutely. Appreciate Have you, bro. Good. See you on the next one, bro. Amen. All right. Peace.